going you know by. What I mean? That's gonna... you, just, you just look at the little pictures of the waveforms and you just line them up next to I each other. I will not be looking at anything. I'm just going slip, slap, publish. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's go again Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Free to a Good Home This podcast is the fourth Google result for Surprisingly Heavy Cube We did it Are everyone Are you kidding? We absolutely did it, yes uh, Someone pointed that, that out in our Facebook um, uh, group So thank you, uh, thank you to them uh, My name is Michael Higgins, hang on. joining me Hang on, I was yes. really excited by that But now I want to know what the other three were Because oh, hang on, I'm, curi- I'm, I'm curious Should we bring in our guests while you Google? Yes, uh, I'm Michael Hing, that's Ben Jenkins, and joining us today is one of Australia's most popular disc jockeys. Um, You would know him from his uh, series of both viral and in-person festival events, uh, the Hot Dub Wine Machine Tour, etc. It is from Hot Dub Time Machine, the international sensation, DJ Tom Lowndes. Hello, Tom, how are you? Hi, guys. It's lovely to see you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm a fan. I'm ready. The internet's premier funny podcast. Let's go. Let's go, boys. It's good to see you. Now, you see, we've known Tom for years, so I know yes. that that's at least partly sincere. But <laughs> I, I, fear for the, I fear for the regular listener that, that that might just seem like really caustic sarcasm. No, it's not. It is not, Ben. And that's you doubting yourself, my friend. I'm a fan of the podcast. I'm here. I'm ready. I'm like, I wanted to be on this thing for ages. And, uh, oh, oh my goodness! Well, yeah, it's it's been a while. We've been trying to get you on, um, but you've been busy touring. Uh, let's talk about that in a second. Mm. Just to get back to Ben's the question cubes. about the surprisingly cubes. heavy cube. Mm-hmm. So, Ben, uh, this is thank you to Tracy uh, who sent this in. Um, now, if you uh, Google surprisingly heavy cube, we are the fifth. I apologize. Oh fuck! Fifth, we've slipped uh, down in the rankings already. I know, I know. The screenshot that Tracy has provided. Uh, it, it has someone. It, there's a there's a part of it is a video of someone dropping a tungsten alloy cube onto some concrete. That's the business. <laughs> and it, and from quite a great height, and it causing a significant amount of damage. Sure. And the other You'd one. You'd be surprised is, by that, I think. Hang on, how big yeah, a cube one, is she drop? Is this video person dropping? Uh, I would say it's the size of a um oh a box of chocolate. Oh, that's very. I guess surprising. they can come in any size. Because if it was the size big. of a car, I think anything yeah. the size of a car would do damage <laughs> if you dropped it on concrete. Um, yes, and then the second thing you can see there mm-hmm. is an article from Business Insider that says crypto traders have turned tungsten into a meme. Now they can buy it. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's, it's about how surprisingly heavy cubes have become the latest meme stock, Ben. So we are rollicking up the rankings. Rollicking? We are, we are rocketing up the rankings of surprisingly heavy cubes. Where are you in the spinning top rankings? Rolls. How yeah. are you going in, in like tungsten Ooh. spinning top rankings? Where, if, we, if you if plug shameful spinning top into that bad boy and see if... Uh... <laughs> how much no, shame do you feel it? about it though? Like, I don't think you should... Do you feel any shame about it? You should feel shame. Uh, currently... I'm in something of a shame uh, for, for listeners who aren't aware of this. I, I, I purchased, we talked about it in the Conchetta Caristo episode. I purchased, I finally purchased the spinning top. Um, I don't feel a whole lot of shame about it. I'm in something of a shame um, purgatory because uh-huh. I've bought the spinning top, but I haven't received the spinning top oh. yet. So I think once I spin it and I and I get to, um, I guess, jack off while I spin it, yeah. then I'll feel shame I, and I sin. wasn't aware that, I mean, look, that was that was always going to happen. I guess if I, if I really thought <laughs> it, it through, implied, you were going to jack off to the, to the top. But, um, <laughs> but just hearing you say it out loud has confronted me in... 
and and frankly aroused me in ways that I've not uh, I've not expected. That was the it was, it was one of those hidden scenes in um in uh the the top the spinning top movie um, Inception at the end of uh, in, yeah in Inception w- at the end of it Leonardo DiCaprio jerks off at the top. I wonder if this if um, that gag might have landed better if you'd remembered the name of the film. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we don't could have would have should. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> um, now, Tom, you are joining us from. Uh, uh, out of state, I think, or are you in quarantine now? No, Where man, I'm you? in Perth. I'm in West Australia. I made it out. That's why I'm excited to talk to people. I had quarantine <laughs> for two weeks in Adelaide, so I literally haven't oh, spoken yeah, to a human being for a while. And now you I'm in could Perth. have been on Richard Spencer's yeah. podcast, and you would have been this thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not let's not let's not pitch our guests to Nazis, please. Um, but yeah, so what are you doing in WA? You're doing a big hot tub wine machine. We or did, a time we machine? did, What's we did, we did a. Uh, it's 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 no longer hot tub wine machine. It's just wine machine. Okay, it's a very important just distinction. I no longer own that effing festival. So I came over oh, here and uh, got some sweet money for doing playing some tunes, and it was wild, man. To go through what we're going through in Sydney, sit in a little house in Adelaide, and then bloody Perth is it's another world over here, boys. You wouldn't fucking believe it. People <laughs> are walking just, around. Just COVID. Is is sort of COVID? Is Perth to the rest of Australia? Though is is that the sort of relationship that Australia has to the rest of the world? You know how like people come to Australia, and they're like it's like COVID never happened. And then it, when you go to Perth, does it feel the same? Or it's I like, think oh it my did goodness, last year. But then yeah. like now we it happened to us. We in Sydney, mm-hmm. it happened. And it must uh, be fucking true. like yeah. surreal though for you because like you I my timeline guys is just full of people being like I can't adjust to fucking having a picnic you know what I mean yeah and like that's probably very real but like for mm-hmm. you to go in lockdown doing your um your streamed shows as the closest thing you had to sort of your regular output and then to how many people were you playing to in Adelaide? 12,000 uh, well 12,000 last night yep yep Jesus the, uh, yeah. yeah going from my GoPro yeah. to a little Twitch stream everyone hi everybody how's it going out there put some put some hands up in the chat <laughs> it was insane <laughs> but what's insane is this this city, this fucking city of Perth. I'm sure you have Perth listeners. I know you try to ostracize mm-hmm. your English listeners. How do you feel about your Perth <laughs> listeners? Because what I've got listening. to say, my <laughs> this place is fucking insane. So really, yes. So since I've arrived <laughs> here, I got like I stayed in. I don't know about you guys, but I know a lot of the cities in the world purely on the basis of where their fringe festivals are and their nightclubs are. <laughs> so my entire geography Absolutely, of Perth yeah. is based around the Northbridge area, which is where the Perth fringe is, where you know we've performed over the years, and where the nightclubs yeah. are, where I've done more recently. So I got an Airbnb in Northbridge, and I really think that last night someone took a dump outside my Airbnb. <laughs> there is now a sort of like human feces. Just a steaming human shit. And yesterday... Fuck. So I arrived here yesterday. I needed to get a haircut. I haven't had a haircut in like six months. It was insane. I needed to get a haircut before the gig. So I went out the house. The human feces wasn't there yet, but there was a strong, there's just a strong vibe that I'm not in the nice fringe festival part of Northbridge. I'm in the seedy part of Northbridge. There's a lot of people kind of sitting around. There's a lot of people looking at me kind of, and a lot of locks on the gate of this place. Because I I will say though, (laughs) and this is, I will say that it doesn't have to be a ritzy part of town for there to be for there to somebody to drop a turd in front of you. I mean, famously, uh, podcast favorite. Uh, he hasn't been on the podcast, but we talk about him sometimes. Although we're hoping to he's, get him, he's our white whale in many ways. The poo jogger, whose actual name <laughs> yeah, I think has been lost to history, he was pooing in very zhuzhy areas. I think it may have been the yeah, North Shore. He was, of wasn't he? And a friend of he mine was. who lives in the east. 
was uh, was walking down the stairs of his apartment building to get the mail and um, saw an older gentleman um, pissing no. in the in the alcove. Oh. Um, he went outside thinking, oh, maybe this guy's kind of lost and confused and maybe he's like, you know, not, not, not very well. He was just one of those old guys who rides bikes. You know, those like old <laughs> rich guys. He had a really nice haircut. Wonderful. And my friend who's like really not confrontational was like, hey, hey man, what are you, hey, <laughs> hey. And the guy what was you like, doing? you know what? Fair play. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I unreservedly apologize. <laughs> Well, so far in Perth, I've seen two guys on bikes pulling wheelie bins. <laughs> That's how they collect the garbage. And then um, yesterday, as we were driving to the venue in the van, in the van, there was like a guy on a bike on one of the main roads here. He was going so fast and he went through the red light on this pushy, like over around this thing. And we were all in the van. We're like, Ooh, that guy. And he wasn't wearing a helmet. He had all the appearance of a of a young man in a hurry. And we're like, is that bike electric? And one of the guys, the trumpet player, just yelled out from the back, no, that bike is just powered by meth. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Perth, good to be here. I've I've spent a bit of time in Perth doing doing stand-up comedy. My most, um, I think the funniest memory I have of going to Perth, and for international listeners, Perth is like, it's it's on the western side of Australia, so it's the most isolated capital city I think in, in the, the world. world. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's far away from everything, and it, it is just a it's a it's a different kind of loose unit there. We were doing a gig at a brewery that had been organised by this kind of I guess this kind of Cockney geezer guy who books gigs in Perth. His name's Johnny, a lovely guy. Well, he was lovely to me at least. Um, and it was on for some reason everyone was very very drunk at the brewery. I imagine because it's a it's brewery. A brewery. There's lots yeah. of beer there. yeah, I think you, I think you um, happened upon the the solution. There. And the and the MC just lost control of the gig. People were just heckling the MC and yelling things. Don't do comedy gigs bullying. and breweries, guys. What the yeah. hell? Yeah, yeah. the yeah. whole the whole concept anyway, was flawed. And I was meant to do like I think I think initially I, I don't, this was this was a couple of years ago. So I was being paid very very well because Perth was just crazy money yes. back then, right? Mm. And so I, I I'd been flown over from Sydney. And I was just getting paid absurd money to do this gig. And as the gig got like, as the MC lost lost control of the gig, the booker lost a lot of faith in my ability to really deliver, mm-hmm. um, you know, fifteen minutes of stand up comedy towards the end of the night. Mm-hmm. And so he'd come back to me every like eight minutes or whatever, just after another heckling outburst, he'd be like, "Okay, just do, just just do thirteen minutes." But why was he okay, losing no, faith just, in just, your ability? Was it the look on your face that was going, or like, oh, yeah, did, he, no, did he think this guy is not going to be able to deal with it? Hing was <laughs> ashen, and then after <laughs> every single gig, every every after every single person would come off stage, Hing would vomit. <laughs> <laughs> just. So anyway, he, he, it was basically because the, the the heckles were getting louder and louder, and I recognised that I look I don't look like I can deal with hecklers. I recognised that I look no, like if someone yelled can't. on stage, I would run and cry. Yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah, or I'd snap and pull a knife or something. Yeah, on that's stage. that's where my that's where the smart money is. <laughs> and so he came in and he'd be like, "Okay, just do thirteen minutes. Okay, just do eleven minutes. Okay, just do eight minutes." Eventually, came down to, and I was being paid again an absurd amount of money to do this. He just goes, "Okay, just do one joke. Just do your best joke." Oh my I'm like, God. what? He's like, he's like, I'll get the MC to say you're headlining, but you're just doing one joke. Just do one joke. <laughs> do you? And then, and, say, and he goes, same money, same money. Just do one joke. Oh. And I was like, are you sure? And he's like, 
He's like, yeah, yeah, oh, no, 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 yeah, yeah. The nights are fucking right off, mate. Just do it. Now, Michael. So, oh, sorry. I was just going to ask. I haven't seen your stand up in a while because it's been quarantine <laughs> and, and whatnot. Mm. But do you have mm. many sort of Rodney Dangerfield style <laughs> zingers in your repertoire? I think the, the the shortest joke I would do currently is probably about eight minutes. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't have much. And so, but this was just like I have, I have forty five seconds or whatever. He was just do one joke. And so the joke I did mm. was, and I'll do it for you now if you'd like, mm-hmm. Ben. I think I've, I think I might have told this joke on the podcast before. Okay. It's pretty bad. Okay. It's, um, but it was the short. It was I didn't. I was just the shortest yeah, joke. You're I just going for quantity here. I'm just going for like to get it. So, so yeah. literally the MC whose name I've forgotten brought me on and was like, he's headlining. Look, he's only got time. We've been running late all night, so he's only going to do one joke and he's going to get off. Like, the, so he tells. So there's a lot of pressure writing on this one joke, and the joke. Um, and I think I have mentioned this on the podcast before. Basically. It's um me uh, uh, a a very quick explanation about why turtles went endangered because when they went to the Galapagos the turtles were so um oh, were is, so delicious. This is Tom. I don't know about you, but I'm putting myself <laughs> in the mind of a of a drunk brewery pa- uh, patron in Perth, and, <laughs> and I am in heaven. Over I'm, I'm seeing it then. You've got yeah. an open neck yeah. shirt, a couple more <laughs> tattoos. You're there with some mates. You've had some little creatures. Things yeah. opening up yeah, about turtles. Yeah. Let's go, oh, guys. Let's go. So, so, so the joke is basically when they would go to get, they'd go to the, to, to the Galapagos to get these turtles, right? They'd have to bring them back to the Royal Society so the Royal Society could name them. But because the turtle meat was so delicious, whenever they'd get back, they'd just eat the turtles uh-huh. on the ship on the way back. Uh-huh. And so, for a hundred years or whatever it was, um, the the Galapagos turtle went without a a scientific name because it was too delicious. Yep. And then my joke was, after explaining that, (laughs) (laughs) here's the punchline. Here's the punchline, if you can imagine. So again, it's around about a six-minute explanation Uh of like historical um, Uh scientific names. And then I say, as a punchline, I say, and that's why there's no scientific name for my cum. And (laughs) boy... It's such a dumb joke. No, it's a great it's so joke, bad. Michael. And it's worth the sort of fucking Wikipedia article that you have to sort of lead, lead with to get there. <laughs> um, and let me tell you, when you've put all your pressure on one joke yeah. and that's the and and that's the joke you tell, mm. boy, howdy, can it really split a room? I bet. Because um, there are some people who find the phrase might come very funny. Others, boy, not so Now, I think so you impressed. might be being generous there with split the room because that does at least <laughs> sort of implicitly suggest that that's sort of a 50-50 divide. Uh, <laughs> well, let's say it was 50-50 amongst the people who were still listening to the game, which was, we, I would say, 10% of the show. I remember we have discussed this, my most disastrous gig, which was at the Sydney Writers Festival where I did the alphabet gear. And I could describe that as, <laughs> as splitting the room yeah. because there was a portion of the room that hated it um i would say a significant portion and then in the other split was zoe norton lodge jordan raskopoulos and mark sutton who were (laughs) laughing their heads off because it was the worst thing to ever happen to me professionally (laughs) so again the room was split splitting the room as long as there's someone there laughing at how bad it is that's what you want you want that one guy at the back who reacts to to the how bad it's going with a laugh you're like well i got something yeah, I mean, laughs exactly. are laughs. You take that to the bank. Um, so are you are you gigging tonight? or to, No, it's a Sunday. It's a Sunday, mm. man. I'm here. I'm, ch- I'm talking to you. I'm, <laughs> no, but the, I'm, I'm, I'm out of jail, which is... So I did two weeks quarantine, had the gig yesterday. And today is my first day where I'm, I'm allowed... You know, I don't have a gig on. I'm not in quarantine. I'm not in Sydney. I can 
when because when I left Sydney, it was still five kilometer lockdown. So I went for a so walk. What are you gonna? Well, yeah. So when are you? So are you still on tour? Have you got more gigs? Yeah, I'm going to Darwin next this? weekend. And Darwin's wild. Darwin. I Look, I've love seen Darwin, some. Man. I've seen some footage. I've seen some footage for some festivals that have been happening in Darwin recently, and it 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 is a crazy place up there. Like it's already a pretty wild place. But I saw I saw a video, and I, again, I guess nowadays you don't know how um how early how recent these videos are when you see them online. But I saw a video of what looked like um a rave happening where there were just live crocodiles there. Um, and people were sort of like throwing chickens to crocodiles uh, while Doof Doof music was playing. You know the most Darwin thing I've ever done? I, I, uh, I've got up there quite a bit for gigs and stuff. And this was a few years ago mm. when we were flying high on a certain level of my DJ career where we were just doing dumb shit. And we were up there and we had a day off and we we're like, okay, let's go heli fishing. Because we saw like a little thing at the airport advertising heli fishing. And me and my now, manager is fishing is from a helicopter, not fishing or for helicopter. We helicopter didn't fucking care. Helicopter. We saw the two words <laughs> heli fishing, and we were like, "I don't let's let's book that. I don't care how much it costs. Let's up, make let's it happen. Book it. We'll sort out the details later." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we go to Darwin Airport, and Darwin Airport's not one half of it is a giant air force base. The other half is a commercial airliner, and then out the back there's like three sheds that have all these. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute cowboys <laughs> operating out of them. Well, yeah, yeah, we go up to one of them and there's a helicopter with no doors, which is a great sign. Far I was excited out. for that. And a row of fishing rods and a pilot wearing thongs. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Because I was, yes. I was, yes. I was driving today without shoes on for the first time in a year, and that felt dangerous. So I don't know if the same thing applies. <laughs> oh, a helicopter! Oh, one more other detail: he also had a pistol on his belt, of course, because uh, you got to carry a gun. Because we're going Damn. off to like, and so then he flies off. You take off in this helicopter with no doors. Uh, we may have been drunk. And then, like, we're f- hopefully the pilot. <laughs> and then we, when we fly off, you get. You fly off two hours west of Darwin into Aboriginal land. They get a license mm-hmm. to go and do it. It's pretty cool. They, you know, so all your money goes to the, to the mm. locals, basically. And you're in a place mm. in the country where no one else gets to go. Absolutely fucking yeah, no right. one goes to these places. And the helicopter just lands next to a river. And I've never seen water so alive. Like, we live in Sydney. Like, in the harbour, the most uh, there's not much alive. Like, people get excited when there's an oyster. In this space, there was a yeah. manta ray, like, two metres long, you know, just, like, sitting there. And as you're flying in, it looks like there's logs just all in the river. It looks like, like something like an old logging thing from America. But in the, as yeah. you go close, you realize each one of those logs is a giant fucking crocodile. <laughs> so what are you fishing for? Uh, barra money, mate. Barras. Got to get a barra. It's all about a barra. And what Damn. you're aiming and for is you a catch- dollar barra. You want a dollar barra, which is catch a hundred a- centimeter barra, a meter. Ooh, did you catch any barramundis while you were there? I caught some little ones. I'm terrible mm-hmm. at fishing for some reason. Even in this environment mm-hmm. where there's literally sea life that you could walk on top of, I still barely caught them. My asshole <laughs> manager at the, the guy time was just caught plenty. Firing his gun in the air, frightening yeah. <laughs> <laughs> them off. Yeah. Um, and speaking of you driving without shoes on today, Ben, yes. you were a bit late to this podcast. It was because you were in a road accident. <laughs> <laughs> what a great yeah, setup! Well, I, I loved that. He because yeah, I feel like you've just uh, MC at a breweried me. Um, you really set well, me no, up. Because often what you've happens got eight, is eight ben, seconds for the story, Ben. Yeah. Pre- previously, Ben has recorded podcast in his car. Yeah. I'll note that today you're recording from a room, yeah. which suggests to me your car's oh, been totaled. Yeah, I mean that is the only reason why I wouldn't be in Mazda Studios presently. Um, I was so excited for the car record, Ben. I was, oh, were you? I was, I was here for it, mate. 
If I'd known, <laughs> fuck, there are like now you got a circle light. Look at you. You're looking good now. <laughs> what the hell? I wanted that Dragon <laughs> Friends Tuesday night, Ben, where you're like in the car with the light on, the, the sadness in your face. Looking at joggers walking past. I realize because I'm I actually through bring my Roadcaster Pro with an external battery into my car when I do podcast mm-hmm. records. Now it looks mm-hmm. like I'm on a fucking sting. Like <laughs> <laughs> you're the AV oh, guy. You're like yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, yeah I was, you're like monitoring I was, for the FBI. Uh, late today, and I apologise to both of you. And I was going to say to our listeners, but that doesn't. You guys don't. Yeah, that's not going to affect you at all. Same for them. You, Same for them. I'm here whenever you. I, this could be ten years in the future that you're listening to this. Um, <laughs> in which case, you were here ten years early. Yeah, exactly. Where have you been? No, but I um. Tom, I know you. I know you have kids that are older than mine. I don't know if your two girls, um, when they were like sort of heading towards three, um, went through a time of of, of a lot of um, very powerful emotions about things. Um, but we are smack oh. bang in the middle of that particular time, and it is making doing virtually anything that is not listening to a Thomas the Tank Engine podcast uh, hell. The good news is, Ben, what by the time the they get a bit older, the age of, of my kids, you just forget about all that. And we actually just play Sea of Thieves on Xbox with my daughter a few hours ago. <laughs> oh it's the God. shit. That's so good. it's coming up, That's man. That's good. And all this kind of noise about, oh, my three-year-old's such a pain in the eyes. like, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really... I'm as soon be as gone, the hands are worry. big enough to hold the controller, yeah, you'll be great. Well, the, um, so what was what was the object of Mo's, of, of your son's um, uh, anger or fury well, or strong emotions the, today? This was the fifth or so one today but um we went and visited my parents uh uh, and some extended family uh today and dad um gave us a plant because he runs a nursery um Mm -hmm. and he's like go to the van and pick out a plant um which (laughs) which he sometimes does which is just a joy go to the van throw open the doors and find a plant that we like um by the way his nursery is is uh palmland at terry hills I drive past it often, uh, mate. I, I, yeah. I, I always think of the Jenkins clan. Well, Jenkins you know, go in there and say uh, Freedom Good Home sent you, and that will mean <laughs> nothing to him. He will think and he is being what a podcast is. Uh, <laughs> Does he hate the bigger commercial one that's like 200 metres up the road? Isn't there like a giant commercial one? That- there is. There is a giant. I, 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 don't, I don't actually know my father's feeling about it, but um, I have often <laughs> thought that it, it, it's a great underdog story, by which I mean we should firebomb. Firebomb them. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Firebomb. The great thing about firebombing a nursery is that there's a lot of flammable stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's Absolutely. In many ways, it's bush firebombing it, really. But anyway, you know, Dad, yeah. uh, Dad gave us a plant. It's kind of a beautiful, um, I think it might be a raphus, a little raphus. And Excuse my, me? Rafus. Is it racist? Yes. <laughs> Gee, they uh, really were on a slippery slope when they named that, didn't they? <laughs> One fucking false move and you've just got the worst name for a plaid ever. By the way, like you could, you're walking a tightrope, um, but uh, Mo wanted to throw it around. Um, and Oh, and, he wanted to throw a plant against the And he had very sincere, um, very sincere grief about not being able to. Um, he's doing this thing that's very, but not particularly funny. And maybe it's just one of those insufferable parents thing, but I find r- real, real adorable that whenever he gets really, really sad, and this is like sincere sadness. That's what I have to keep reminding myself. If you're a young parent, you have to keep reminding yourself that like this stupid fucking thing that has upset your kid is upsetting mm-hmm. them in a, in a way that is actually, it actually feels very real. So it's you, the most real, even thing though it's incredibly even though dumb it's just a plan. and they should yeah. just get the fuck over it. Yeah, yeah exactly. But they're three yeah. years old. Yes. Yeah. But they're three years and they, and they feel it. 
whenever whenever Mo is sad at the moment, he picks an animal seemingly at random and says, "I'm a sad little turtle." Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, just take the plat and throw it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I'm glad you've made it to the podcast, uh, Ben, and uh, you could join us for this. Mm. This is a podcast where we go through the week's classifieds and find the best and worst. Hing, 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 before we go ch- any further, mate, 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 I like, oh, I'm yes? here. I've been waiting a long time. Snack report. Oh. <gasps> oh. Snack report. Ben Jenkins. What have you got for us, Tom? <laughs> what I have for you is what I came prepared because I wanted, I got, I got, I'm just going to do a reveal on the Zoom call oh, here. Oh, It's a violent both. crumble. The king. That is both. Damn. Tell, what's yep. your opinion on Violet Crumbles, Ben? Well, is, as a as a chocolate bar, it is probably superior to Crunchy. But I think so. As a, as a snack report, it is perfect because not only does the packaging crinkle very loudly, yep. but the food stuff <laughs> itself almost by very by crunchy. Eight. Can you hear that? <laughs> so it's possible. A, it's possible that the Violet a, uh, Crumble is actually crunchier than the Crunchy. That's possible. <laughs> Oh, it's it's definitely it's a it's a the, the thing about the violet crumble compared to the crunchy your violet crumble it's a firmer honeycomb it's just so superior in every in every way and it's a deeply can underrated you, snack for me. What you are your top three in? chocolate bars of all I'm time? S- Benjamin? Great question. I'm so great glad. Question. You I love asked. a list. It's what I do, it's, mate. Give me a top three. It's going <laughs> to sound like I'm pandering here, mate, but I promise you, I'm not. If if you had brought in a bowl of soup, I still would have said that violet crumble is in my top three. This is in Ooh. no particular order. No, this no, 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 no. I hate it when people do that. <laughs> do it in fucking order. Pick your number one. I just heard myself and I felt a Tom Cardi coming out of my little head. <laughs> Do it in fucking order, Ben. Number okay. one, Start from number three and go to number one. Okay. Okay. Because I'm telling myself, and you don't have to listen to this, but two and three are basically interchangeable, so I don't care. Uh, don't cheat. They're in order. <laughs> uh, Violet Crumble at number three. Okay. Uh-huh. And th- look, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why my thinking is th- for, for it being the third, the third best. Oh, by the way, do we need to explain to our international, or have we just lost all of them already? It's a. It's, a, it's well, like for a anyone who doesn't know what a violet crumble is. Yeah, it's a honey. It's a log of honey honeycomb that is covered in chocolate. Yeah. Um, yeah. And 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 the, the 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 dream is to get one that's solid and unbroken. But often you'll buy one from the shop that's snapped in half and pre-broken. Yeah, and, and that really, really, that really just grinds my gears. My yeah. grandma yeah. used to have a bowl of like squares of violet crumble that she would put out when we Damn. came over. Do you remember? They oh, were like yeah, 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 healthy yeah, yeah, snacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Along with Tom, little drumstick do, biscuits. Tom, can I do five? <laughs> and I want to put my case for five. One, five. There are let's two go, more that let's I, go. There are two it's more my goal I to have no classifieds read out. During this <laughs> well, I was going to say, I'll say that right now. That's my favourite episodes that you guys do. You talk stupid shit. We'll get to it eventually. Well, also with every item that we that we list, Hing is getting redder. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so let's say let's keep it at three. Let's keep Violet okay, Crumble yep. at no, three. Well, then Hing can come in with no, 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 no. But step back, step back to five. So, okay. so five, oh, uh, number five is a peppermint crisp. Yeah, controversial, controversial oh, choice. Crisp. A peppermint crisp. I'm trying uh, to do an audio yeah. reaction for what my face just did there. And my face <laughs> know, just did was, a what the fuck? Yeah, pe- it was actually bordering on. On disgust. So a peppermint crisp. Why would like, you go a peppermint crisp when the the perfectly serviceable peppermint arrow exists? Can you just can you just do me a big favor, Michael, and shut the fuck up? Um, <laughs> this is like the other day I asked Carlo Ritchie what his favorite type of tea was because this is just what I do in any gap of conversation. <laughs> we were playing computer games. And I was like, Carlo, what what type? What's your favorite type of tea? And Carlo said, I like a Roy Boss tea with milk. And I said, that is the single worst fucking answer I have ever heard in my life. 
I can have, whenever you ask Carlo for his favorite, he'd be, he'd be like, you can ask Carlo his favorite teas. And you're like, well, really, you're asking four different questions. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, <laughs> uh, really? <laughs> anyway. Um, so Peppermint Crisp, I don't need to explain myself to you, but it's not the same as an Aero. An Aero has a... Um, a pillowy texture on the inside. Mm-hmm. There's no the, the 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 crispness, the shard-like crispness. Remember in in Superman the 1970s movie the. No, it's number Solid- four. Okay, number four. <laughs> <laughs> are you talking about that? Are you talking about Superman's um, fortress, uh, fortress of Solitude? Of that is very similar to the makeup of the inside of a peppermint crisp. We've got peppermint crisp at number five. At uh-huh. number four, and again, I feel like this is just going to uh, make it seem like I'm doing gear, but your mm-hmm. humble Cadbury Dairy Milk Bar, nothing else. Just Okay, can, so that's just a plain cho- plain milk chocolate plain bar. Cho- and, it's, it's, and you've gone Cadbury Dairy Milk, not like a lint, nah, not a nope, fancy nope, one. Nope, 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 nope. Do you, you know okay. why I can't eat lint, right? I mean, this is a lie. David Harmon, who listens to the podcast, knows that I sat with him and ate all his lint chocolates the other night when we were going over scripts. They're pretty but nice. They are pretty nice. While I'm... Caramel kind of thing. For years, I couldn't eat lint because I had a job at the open air cinema, uh, uh-huh. uh, and I also the didn't bat have pooping money. fest. The bat pooping fest. It's <laughs> under a bunch of Moreton Bay figs, and every year, um, the who's who of Sydney come to watch uh, latest releases outdoors and get shat, and on, get by shat on by by fruit bats. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I had I took that job when I didn't have any money, and my paycheck didn't come for like two weeks. And one of my kind of rotation jobs. I was an usher, but I was also like a guy who handed out lint chocolate because it was a deluxe experience. And so oh. for like a week, I How ate old were chocolate. you at this point? I, I was not young, Tom. Bench, I would have been like 22. <laughs> That's pretty young. <laughs> um, I ate lint chocolate for dinner like for about a week. And I don't know, for, As a, result, for yeah. a period of time, I couldn't eat lint. I'm obviously over it. In my mind, I probably made it that it was much longer than it was. It was probably 24 hours. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> okay. So, so we so that so that's why Cabri's at number four, number three. <laughs> number three, we know. We're number number three, three, we know is the violet crumble. Uh huh. Three, we know uh-huh. is the violet crumble. Number two is the boost bar. The boost number bar. Number two is the boost bar. Now, pretty am close I, to Roy Boss here. I, I'm telling you, I expected I, better. <laughs> I expected now, better. the boost bar. I've, I don't know that I've ever had a boost bar. Okay, well then maybe you can I shut your fucking it, mouth about it. It's a strongly remember, regarded as a tier two snack. I will say that in general. <laughs> when people get the Cadbury favorites box, the boost is always left at the bottom. No one's going straight at the boost, man. Oh, it's shit, like when you get I've the got... cereal variety pack. No one's eating the special K in that. Like it's right shit. down there. I feel like. Boosts came to Australia, yes. Sort of art, like maybe in the nineties, maybe, or they, they weren't an original Australian they weren't, snack. They, came, they weren't. They're a new innovation in chocolate. When boost, and I wonder <laughs> is that when they were when they were first yes, uh, advertised on yes, Australian Michael. television, they were. They, they were, did they have some sort they of had, like Red Bull effect they had or something? Garana they have in a, them when they first Garana. came. Oh, I didn't. Okay, that, let's put and it the, okay, up in my estimation then. And the chocolate and, and scientist then, but, said. <laughs> I am become death, destroyer, <laughs> destroyer of mouths, and they they removed the guarana from 
and Mr. Wonka wept. Yeah. <laughs> Thus making um, so a, so they- a posh Milky Way, which is what it is now. Yeah. So it's just. So it's just a. It's just a. It, it, there's nothing functionally different. It, it, you, you can't, you're not going to get high eating it in a way. No, but you're not going to get high whatever. eating any chocolate. Uh, no, but I mean, like, it's stores. not like it's, it's not. There's no. There's no added. Uh, there's no added secondary effect. Oh, okay. Stop. My I'm number so two is so fucking happy right now. Just my number so two is my number two is heroin Kit Kat. Is that what you want? <laughs> <laughs> That's a, it's a very limited release. One they only did in Japan. And um, fuck, I've got to keep the list because I am a man of honor, if nothing else. I but can't wait for number one. Let's go. But if Let's I get go. to if I go. get to Groundhog Day. This specific day, uh-huh. next time round, I'm going to say that my number two is the curly whirly. I'm not going to. Sure. I'm not going to sub okay. it in for number one because it's not number one material. Okay, so what is number one, Ben? Number one. I'm leaning is, in so close to my computer. Is it chocolate <laughs> again by the Cadbury Corporation? I believe um, you can get it in basically any service station, but it still transports you to a world of luxury. <laughs> it is the Turkish delight. Okay. With All with right. with chocolate. I'm not talking about the mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That so to I me went... is the height. It is an elite pleasure available at a. I went to a picnic with you uh, a week ago, Ben. Yeah. Uh, was it a week ago? Something like that. However long ago it was, and I brought a box of um, non-chocolated Turkish delights, a little punnet that I got from well, the that's supermarket. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I brought that to you, well, and I and I noticed. About. I noticed Ben that you didn't eat a single one from well, that. Exactly. If you and if you and, and well, I, if you'd bought a different I, thing, I, I would have eaten a different thing. No, like. and, and I, and I wonder, is is I, the 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 fries Turkish delight? I think it's yes. Called. So That's it's not Cadbury fries. One. It's number one on my list, and I don't even know. But it's fries and Cadbury, like I think it's owned. I've never by had Capri. one. I wish I had something to say about it. I just don't. That's why I had nothing. So I, had no, I just like I've never eaten one. And then I looked at myself. and I was like, Am I racist? Am I just like <laughs> it, it was too ethnic for me? Is like so. Kind Tom, of, just, when we when we finish this record, run, don't walk. I'm sure somewhere in Perth we'll sell you a fries Turkish delight. I think it's too ethnic for Perth, mate. <laughs> a fries Turkish delight. It's so having having recently had at this picnic where Ben did not touch it for having actual or not actual, but like you know broadly in the vein non chocolated Turkish delight. Mm-hmm. There's a certain ginger, a certain spice to it, a rose water, whatever. Uh, it's rose water uh, is the is the is what you're yeah. looking for. Yeah, I, I'm I think, baffled uh, by rose but water. But the the fri- the fries one. Is is far? It's a far, um, I guess, more watery jelly. Oh, it's a far less fragrant. It's the butter chicken of ethnic exactly. chocolates. Exactly. Do you there's know what no, I mean? There's exactly. It's it's it, it's basically just um, airplane jelly wrapped in chocolate. Is basically. What and are it you is. suggesting that I shouldn't enjoy that? Or <laughs> no, I I'm just. <laughs> I I also previously have loved a fries Turkish delight. Then mm-hmm. I as, as a child that was my favorite chocolate. So he's saying I that actually... you like the dumbed down commercial version well, exactly. of something that has like artistic <laughs> and cultural relevance. And you're like well, you're like going, oh no, the... I don't want that roast chicken. I'll have this six pack of chicken McNuggets. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I, well, this is my favorite when, when snack I... of all time. This commercial was... six pack of chicken nuggets. As a kid. Um, my grandma would have similar to your grandmother with the the thing the, the bowl of uh, uh, crumbles. Yeah, yeah. crumbles. My grandma would have a a bowl of Turkish delights. Uh, Is this the grandmother again, the that I've met? Ones. Uh, probably yes. Yeah, it would uh, be the grandmother. I, knew I liked her. Yeah, there was something yes, about yeah, she's her. lovely. Um, around that time though, when she would hand out these Turkish delights, and I became enthralled with them, my dad was like, "Oh, there's a book you'd like." that I could read to you that's about Turkish delight. And I was like, oh my goodness, a book about Turkish delight? That's incredible. 
And it was the line, the witch in the wardrobe. That features right? on like in like one paragraph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they get mentioned at one point that they, they get handed some social lights, right? And but my dad sold it to me. It's the book about as, as a like reading yeah. activity, and as though it was a whole book about social lights. And I feel like as a child, that book should be wondrous. And is this what it's, set it's up a magical your wardrobe? Uh, is this what set up your long, your lifelong love of reading, Michael? <laughs> no, my lifelong hatred of lions <laughs> um, and fawns. Don't get me started about fawns. Um, Wardrobes. Yeah, and so I this whole book, I was like, I was like, what the fuck? Where the fuck is the chocolate stuff? And it was all just, I assumed it was like a yeah, Willy Wonka, Wonka but they're making no. social yeah. lights. You Fucking, actually reminded yeah. me your story of the of the um, the bat poo cinema job. I had a job where I stocked mini bars at a hotel about the same age, maybe like 21, 22, a hospital job, this new hotel, mm. and it would go around to each room in this hotel with a little trolley stocking up the mini bars. So you'd knock on the door and go mini bar. And um, the people go, why are you here? Couldn't you just do this when I've checked out? And you go in <laughs> and have to like go in and, and re- look, look in their fridge and see if they've taken a Mars bar or a pack of Pringles and put them in and fill out the little uh-huh. form or whatever. But yeah, I had like a six-hour shift, but I discovered that I could do the job in about half an hour. It really wasn't that hard. Instead, what I would do is just go down to the basement, get like a box of Mars bars, and then I found out I could get onto the roof of the hotel, which at the time, <laughs> I just... Fucking, I still do, but I really had a desire to get on the roof of things. I just loved it. So I'd always catch the lift up to the top floor of this hotel, find it. It had a little kind of trap door, a little attic thing. If you go up and then you're on the roof of the hotel and I'd sit there with my stolen Mars bar and my little box of Pringles and just while just away eat. five hours getting paid $12. Five hours of hour. eating Pringles and Mars bars. <laughs> it was heaven, to be honest. And I was stoned the whole time. Well, yeah. Good times. Good times. And you, and, and you went on to become a DJ? Was <laughs> yeah. it I was failing my communications degree at the time, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, uh, look, if you have, um, if, if you have any, any suggestions or criticisms of Ben's uh, chocolate list, let's go through it again just really touch. quickly, just so you don't have mm-hmm. to rewind and, and, and if you write it down. <laughs> If you want to write it down? Let's go back no. again through the worst list of chocolates I've ever heard in my life. You went for a bland dairy milk Cadbury chocolate bar, like yeah. at the Boost Bar. Oh the my Boost god! Bar Have you not heard of a picnic? Have you not heard yeah. of the classic fucking Mars bar? Yeah, no nuts, no nuts in your entire. Have you, not, have you no ever had a fruit and nut Cadbury? Have you ever had a fruit? Oh, have you ever had a salt had and a... caramel lint? Have you? I've had, what the I've, fuck? Okay. Dude? Okay, first of all, first of all, first of all, you said bars. The lint ball is an orb. If you want to talk about my favorite chocolate orbs, then sure, let's do that. But I did not no, 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 You said Cadbury Dairy Milk. You can get lint in like a little, I was thinking my wife gets them, the lint Oh, you can't bar get a lint log. That she, she always has in the fridge and she hides log. them behind the milk and thinks that I don't know they're there, but I do and I eat them. You heard me, please. Do you, do you, know, do you know what you can do? Do you know what you can do um, anywhere in the world? But I discovered this is what they do for, for, for when, when Anya was living in Paris and I'd come to see her. She would mm-hmm. tell me that for breakfast, I could go down to the bakery and get a warm baguette. And if you don't speak French, baguette is just long. Bread. <laughs> <laughs> just, imagine, just imagine bread, but long, straight out of the oven. I really like that joke, Ben. I'm going to be thinking about that for a while. <laughs> you take it home, you cut it open, and, f- uh-huh. and from um, you know, one of the French shops, not unlike the ones that we have, um, they call them marchés, I think. Um, you get get a stick of Kinder, which is uh, the Kinder Surprise chocolate, but in bar form mm. and no toy in it. 
and you get like three or four of those bad boys and you line them up in your baguette and that's no. breakfast. That's not you. And what you can what do you mean? Do you that can anywhere do in the world, but the French will no. not judge you for it. What do you mean? Well, hang on, hang on. So wait. It, so your wife yeah. Anya, yeah. who knows your personality, uh-huh. I would say, uh-huh. and knows your 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 penchant uh-huh. in the very French, French podcast uh-huh. for very French um, for uh, ruining your body with sugar. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> she she informed you of this. Yeah, I guess that's no worse than Nutella. Like that's essentially what you do with a Nutella. You just like really fancy <laughs> Nutella, true. man. You're like it's just true. spreading. So how, how many? How many money. would you jam into a bag? So you did a whole loaf of bread and six you, chocolate bars for breakfast. No, you'd you'd probably cut it into about a third of a of a of an imperial sized baguette. Uh-huh. Or, the, or the metric Again, baguette. Bread. I believe in that Academy of Sciences, they have the, <laughs> they have the standard baguette in a hyperbaric yeah, chamber. There's a, there's a room with xenon gas <laughs> yeah. and just a single baguette. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Hing, um, so, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. What do you have mm-hmm. for breakfast every day? What's your breakfast routine? Oh, it's very, it's very boring. Are you a breakfast guy? Have... Tell me, talk me through it. No, no, no. I have, I have, a, I have a, um, I have a smoothie. Um, but actually, I have an insane smoothie. Do you want? I, I can go run you through my. I'm excited. This is, be, this is what I'm here this for. This can be my version of. We're not going to get to any classifieds, and that's fine. But um, Ben, <laughs> Tom, you came on with a goal, and and I think you succeeded. I came in hot. I came in hot, boys. I haven't seen you in a while. I'm excited. <laughs> here's here's my smoothie. Right. So uh, I have the, the base of the smoothie is some uh, frozen. Be- is it mixed? A mixture of frozen berries. You got a bag of mixed frozen berries in the freezer. What are we talking? We're talking raspberries. We're talking. So these are raspberries, blackberries, blueberries, and strawberries. Mm -hmm. Now the ratio is slightly off. So I have half a cup of that, Mm -hmm. and then I add just another half cup of just blueberries that are also frozen. Okay. So I mix them together, right? Because I just I want more blueberries in the thing. How how much trial and error did it take you to realize that that was the missing berry to get the perfect ratio? I reckon about six weeks. Okay, great. Because I because I was like, this is too tart. It's too tart, and so I tried. I tried using fresh berries, and then I realized no, you good. just need to Not shovel in more blueberries. No. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. Uh, I then have too. a, yeah, I have a, I have a vegan like a, a non animal products like powder that I throw in there. A scoop of that. Just, just is that powder? for the for the pecs? Like, what's it, like to get? Is it a protein <laughs> thing? What's it substituting there, or is it just uh, its own thing? I think it's I think it's instead of milk. Okay. Uh, I think people usually use a whey powder or something in their smoothies or, sure. or whatever. I don't. So I I think this is made from peas or something. Mm-hmm. It's protein. Do you basically. buy from a supplement shop? I have previously, but I think you know. Do you do you guys remember about uh, five months ago now, where my jaw locked up and I went in? Oh, I do. Yeah. I do remember yeah. that. Yeah. One of the one of the things that preceded that was I started. Um, uh, I'd, I'd I'd gone to a, a kind of a a pretty dodgy looking supplement store nearby my house mm. and had purchased some supplements from there. And I think that might've been one of that as well as um, some stresses of work had really sent me over the edge. Cause they, they sold <laughs> Did you me, get some pre-workout? I, is that where this is going? Well, did you, did well, you well, have no, to inject had... this? Because typically you don't have to ingest, inject this. Now, a man as soon as you said dodgy, sold me some needles. As soon as you said no. dodgy, like supplement shop, I think everybody was, had this thing flash yeah. in their head. Cause we all know the dodgy <laughs> supplement shop in our yeah, area. It's, it's Exactly. It's the one that's like, it looks like it's both opening up and closing down at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Just Um, lots of cardboard boxes everywhere. 
Yeah. yeah. I, so I'd purchased just the, I'd purchased just the, the protein powder. They said it told me it was vegan. I, and I was great. And then I took it home. I realized that it also, it was definitely not vegan. It had like all kinds of, it had like, you know, mm. pig milk in it or <laughs> like the leftover bits. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, had, and it was also just filled with caffeine. And they also give me this pre workout powder as like a freebie. And they're like, oh, hey, man. you should try this if you go to the gym. And I was like, great, I'll try this. Just snort I, it. I did. I had one, I, one day I was doing a show at the Sydney Comedy Festival. And there was the opening night of Sydney Comedy Festival. I'd gone for a run earlier. And I was like, oh, I might as well try this pre pre workout powder. I'm so just stressed just hearing that you were doing a show, <laughs> the opening night yeah. of the comedy festival, and you were like, yeah. oh, I'll try this pre workout <laughs> powder <laughs> when I'm about to go and do. Oh my, go so on. Guys, so I my my, my, bo- my body is a temple, so I don't really know what what these supplements are. But uh, it seems for Tom, alarm bells going off on pre workout powder. What is this substance? It's 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 like a powdered Red Bull times a billion, and it's oh, sold yeah. to bodybuilders and lifters. <laughs> yeah. There's one that so like a, a favorite stimulant. It's in, it's it's yeah. it's they yeah. package it so you can go to the gym and boost your fucking workout because it's essentially mm. wild that the shit is legal. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's yeah. just yeah. it's it really essentially is. as much caffeine so, as they can get into a powdered form. Go on. Yeah. Amy. So I I so I drank this pre workout. I then ran like eight k's on a treadmill. <laughs> of course you did. did a did a full workout at the gym uh-huh. and then it was like, and then next thing I knew it was like, you know, nine o'clock or whatever, or eight, eight 30, whatever time to go to the show. And so I was like, I am not tired. Why aren't I tired? <laughs> oh, and then, and anyone, anyone who's listening to the show who was at the opening night of the comedy festival show in Sydney this year in 2021, I think I might've come on stage and said, hi everyone. I just took <laughs> some pre-workout powder and before I went for a run. And I think I'm going to fight you all <laughs> or I'm going to have a heart attack. That is a strong <laughs> I to opener. fight everyone. Else. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I was like, or I might have a heart attack and fucking die here. <laughs> in which case, you must be very glad you came tonight, not tomorrow, because there won't be a show tomorrow. I'll have had a heart attack. Um, so anyway, and, I, and so I no longer do pre-workout powder. I also, <laughs> after the jaw lock incident, I got rid of all their, all the, the, the fucking uh, non-vegan pig milk that they give me in powdered form as well. See, now I use a pea protein. So back to the smoothie. Protein. That's where we were, weren't we? We were on the, on the breakfast <laughs> yeah, smoothie. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, and frozen berries. I then have, you You like nuts? Hey, you like these nuts? Uh-huh. I'm talking, um, uh, what are the ones everyone likes? Almonds. Sure. Um, I have, I, that I have seven think, that almonds. That makes me think you're lying. No, I couldn't. That you're, remember. That you're pandering to to the to the nutheads. I'll go down. And I'll, I'll I'll show you my nuts, nuts in, in a right smoothie, now. mate. Aren't they? Don't I they all crunchy? Seven. When you like? No, because I I blend I you blend, blend the oh, shit out. God, you got like a good blender. I have blender. seven almonds. I have four walnuts. Oh my god! Um, because sickness. yeah, if you were this careful with your pre-gig routine, instead of like <laughs> doing random yeah, you, caffeine powder, you, you stabbed yeah. that many people no, at the factory that time. <laughs> That's why I'm so, like when I do a gig, I'm so meticulous with my caffeine intake because I like I spend my whole oh week my planning it because it's the one drug yeah. I have in my life anymore. Like I have no caffeine yeah. at all. I'll have like one cup of tea in the morning and stuff like that. And then on the day of a gig, I'll have I won't have that cup of tea. I won't have any caffeine. And then like an hour before the gig, I have a nice coffee and then I have a Red Bull. And then I'm fucking flying in just the exact <laughs> state that I need to be. But it's all, you know. Well, Ben, uh, well, so, well, 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 Tom, if you'd like to cut out all that, all that caffeine <laughs> and instead take an insane amount of pre-workout powder. Oh and God. then also, if you want to do your entire show on a treadmill, you could. <laughs> you absolutely could. Um, okay, so seven almonds, four walnuts, two tablespoons, uh, sorry, two, yeah, two tablespoons 
of chia seeds, two ta- two teaspoons of uh oh fuck, what's it called? This is what fucking some, this is I know that the whole pre-credit sequence of Dexter credit sequence <laughs> of Dexter is him making a different <laughs> breakfast. But I feel like this is a much more fitting <laughs> breakfast. When they I think they're remaking it, and I think you just need to send this fucking list. Um what's I'm that? also oh, like, God, it's hard it. work being a vegan. Like, yeah. oh my so fucking God. The amount of like little jars t- you gotta have. Yeah. Guys, can I, oh, tell, can I tell you about my my caffeine issue at the moment? Now that, sure, what's your caffeine well, now issue? Now that you know, you've shared, um, Hing, that you've taken too much caffeine and Tom, you've boasted that you never do. I feel Except like, uh, professionally to get myself high as fuck and be able to sure, do my job. Sure. I, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I've, been, uh, I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I've been, I've been trying to make um, some really great coffees at home. Um, mm-hmm. we, that was when it was locked down and it wasn't encouraged to go out very much. But I've kind of continued that along because I got used to the kind of ritual of it. I enjoyed it. But mm-hmm. um, the thing is, I've been making stovetop coffees in a mocha pot. And, um, the fuck's a mocha pot? Sorry? What the hell is a mocha pot? What's a mocha pot? You know those sto- stovetop coffee? Uh, is it a little silver thing with the, like the yeah. little... Yeah, the not right, not the okay. curly boy, but like it's kind of like an it's it looks a bit like an hourglass. Thing. It's two parts thing exactly. Yeah. Looks vaguely Italian in, to me. Yeah. I don't know why. Uh, Greek, yeah, possibly no Italian. Mediterranean oh. potentially. Uh, but the guy who invented it was buried in one. I do know that. Oh, um, shut the fuck no. up. <laughs> yeah, he was buried <laughs> How in a great big was it? pot. <laughs> <laughs> tell you what, I looked it up because I was curious, and mm. I got to tell you guys, it's an unsettling size because it is too small for a corpse. But too large for ashes. So I don't know. His name is Renato Bialetti. Yeah. Renato Bialetti, and he was buried. Yeah, he was. But what an a urn shaped like a mocha coffee pot. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. here's the thing. I uh, was just like, well, that's a coffee. So I try to have mm-hmm. like three to four coffees a day. That's insane. Max. That's, that's so max. Many that's my it's ceiling. Lot, that's if I've got to do something like okay. go to work or um, look after a child, you know what I mean? That, uh-huh. that sort of thing. Requires a little bit of oomph. So three. Three's the ceiling, you, though. How often three, do you break that ceiling, then? Very rarely. But here's the thing, Tom uh-huh. Lance. I've discovered that lately. I think I may have been like smashing that ceiling into the stratosphere by mistake because I was talking to my wife Anya about mm-hmm. this, and I was like, "God, I'm jittery." This was like two days ago. I was like, "God, I'm jittery," and I've only had two coffees. And she was like, "What do you mean by two coffees?" And I was like, well, you know, two mocha pots. And she was like, that's four coffees each. So yes. that's eight yes. coffees I have been having. Um, what you're doing is counting giant piles. rather Instead of going, oh, we have three tons of wood chips. I'm just, oh, it's just like I got three piles, guys. It's I got three wood much. chips. I've, I got three yeah, wood chips. It's everything so, the same. So uh, during this time that I've been recording this podcast, I've been drinking uh, uh, four coffees. And that's done. Damn. All right, Michael, um, do you have a classified to kick us <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I didn't, finish, I didn't finish my smoothie. Sorry, my yes. smoothie yeah, 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 yeah. Breakfast routine, breakfast routine, breakfast routine. So two teaspoons then of psyllium, psyllium husk. That's the fibrous thing for the bowel oh, movements God, and being oh, a vegan's hard. Oh, my psyllium God. Psyllium husk is my favourite uh, character actor. Loved him in Peaky Blinders. <laughs> yes. Loved him in Batman. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so then put all that in the, in the blender, right? I'm making this in the blender. I then add... I don't know how much coconut water it is, but it's enough to bring it up to 750 mils. And is Hum just eating fucking is... toast or something while you're doing this? <laughs> uh, well, we don't eat together, uh-huh. so um, she might be. As, p- as per the arrangement. Wonderful sure. detail. Actually, Absolutely <laughs> wonderful little, Actually, little sentence to just throw in there. <laughs> 
actually, we don't eat together. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> this no, is your because, partner. Because, <laughs> because, because um, what, do you guys eat breakfast with your partners? Well, not breakfast necessarily, but oh, we do because you have kids. Like one of us wakes up. Oh, sure. So, so, but before well, that, yes, we did. <laughs> Hum starts work at a reasonable hour, needs to be ready for that reasonable hour. I have a radio job, so I wake up. Oh, but it's not like an agreement that you won't eat in the same room. Because you didn't just say uh, breakfast. You said we don't eat together full stop. Well, we generally don't eat together unless we're out to dinner with friends or something. But or or the two of us are out to dinner. So what you have? But we would live together. You have separate. Don't don't you cook for each other? Like make each other meals and have nice times together? And like sit at a table and discuss your life. We have very different diets. We have extreme, like you know, I have my weird. I only eat four things, you know, uh-huh. and then and then and then Hum has, you know, Hum will often eat with my actually. Is she here's vegan? What's weird? Hum, is Hum vegan? No, oh, no, okay. no. Hum, Hum will often eat with my family, and then I'll eat later when <laughs> oh, they're all I done. Forget <laughs> that you list your. You're st- are you st- you still living with your folks? Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're trying to move out, Wonderful. but um, but but uh, so Hum will often eat dinner with them, and and they'll cook a, a lovely home cooked meal that she'll eat with them, and then I will sort of scurry down to the kitchen about eleven thirty and have and have my pariahs meal. <laughs> 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 Oh, well, guys, oh, I can wonderful. hear um, Moses on Meltdown number six. So I'd <laughs> okay. better go uh, help Anya with that. Uh, this has um. been a delight. Uh, <laughs> yes. I mean, it's been classified. nice to catch up. And now we have, uh, do you want to just to pop Tom's bubble, just read a classified out as we go? And then hey, you before you read that classified all? out, who would win uh-huh. with it if we had a fight between Ben and him? <laughs> 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 I have a list of questions right, here just... that I was going to read out whenever you tried to do a classified. <laughs> and we were up to the one which was like, because I heard that Ben is learning to box and uh, he said in our group chat, I'm going to punch Hink's head clean off his neck. <laughs> but then I also read that Hum is learning to kickbox. So I was like, I wonder who would win in the fight. That's what well, I'm wondering. Because Hing is well, buff as fuck these days. But I mean, Ben is, he, I don't know. Hing's pretty built, but also I know that Hum would never come to his defense. So you can take that. <laughs> no, she wouldn't. You can she take really that variable wouldn't. right she out. She really wouldn't. Um, hum, hum, would, hum would be um, rigging the fight against yeah. Hing somehow. <laughs> she'd be hiring She'd be hiring, sort of the, hiring the Russian mafia yeah. to uh, fix the fight. All right, I won't I interrupt the class of fight. Before we get out of here. This will be just it, and then we'll get out. This has been... Uh, this is posted by a man named Jeremy, and it's for sale in Dorset, Bournemouth. No, yeah. Michael, I can't. I can't let you do this. We've got to keep the purity of the no classified. <laughs> Tom, Tom worked. Tom worked so hard that's to make true. this happen. We didn't even true. talk about DJ um, Space Wizard. How you like? I wanted to talk about Hing's oh, DJ career. Hing warmed up for um, me in my first ever hot dog time back. machine with Tom Walker playing CDs, and then at another that's gig true. he turned up to warm up <laughs> DJ for me with a controller in a box because he'd just gone to the <laughs> DJ shop and. Bought Bought a like, controller oh, and out. brought it in the box to the gig and said, "Do you know how to plug this in?" <laughs> <laughs> Nothing inspires anyway. confidence um, like that. Tom, you have a podcast. I do. Yes. Uh, it's called Backstage Soundtrack, and I put a, a f- far too much work into it. And uh, it's talking to musicians I love about the songs they love, and I play the songs as we chat. It's awesome. I just spoke to Ben Lee, who was on this podcast. It was great. Do they ever come on and, and completely railroaded and not listen to your format? <laughs> do they ever do that? So we'll um, put don't pretend this Ben isn't Lee. the format. <laughs> <laughs> put a pass. Like, like, I've listened to some. They're my favorite ones for you guys. So I thought I'd you know, go for it. There are so many great guests you've had on that. Um, people, the, the, the listeners to this podcast would know Ben Lee. They'd also know Tom Carty, our Yes, friend. absolutely. Um, Australian music fans might know KLP or Peking Duck, who've done the wow. show. Um Illy, the rapper, has done it. Um, yeah, it's it's huge. Illy, it's, Illy it's, follows it's, um, me on Twitter. 
So does he now? He's a good dude. Well, well, well. He gets, the, yeah. he gets the tick of approval um, from me. I like talking to musicians to about it. music. I like discovering new songs. Mm. I like chatting. This is generally, it's much more fun to come here and give you guys shit and see little faces. <laughs> this has been an absolute joy. Um, but it's called Backstage Soundtrack. So if you search Hot Dub Time Machine or Backstage Soundtrack in Apple Podcasts, you'll be able to find it. Um, ben, what's going on with you? Mate, we are, uh, tonight is my last night before we start rolling on this big project for the feed with uh, Tom Carty and with uh, Montaigne and with mm-hmm. all the great feed people. Um, and I know you can't ex- exactly say what this big project is, but it's sort of a um, hunting humans for sports. Yeah, situation. yeah, it's like the, it's like, well, yeah, exactly. You know, hunting, but it's with, it's the, mm. but the humans. It's a what? Are, uh, no, it's, it's a, it's a, we, <laughs> It's a big it's a it's fucking gri- <laughs> it's a squid game like what the <laughs> no, hell? It's, it's, it's the biggest it's the biggest thing I've ever done on the feed. I think in the feed's history that it's the most money the comedy team has ever been given or at very least the most resources that we've ever been given to make something stupid. Um it's uh, a real uh Tom Carty is a big part of it. Uh, and also um uh previous guests on the podcast uh Susie Youssef and Alexis Teleopoulos are also Oh yeah. And it's just the most delightful collection of people. And that starts Wonderful. recording this week and I won't sleep for three weeks. It's being directed by Dave Harmon, yes. which is great. Oh, that's unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> get him, Hing. You couldn't get, get, get Dan Harmon? Could, couldn't get Dan Harmon for that? Or? He was... Uh, too probo, mate. He's too probo. <laughs> um, um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, and so I'll let you know yeah, when that's wonderful. coming out, which will be in like 2022. But uh, um, that's what I'll be doing for the next three does weeks. Does it have a name? Wonderful. Or is this no, not thing? yet. Um, if you are in Sydney and want to see our live Dungeons and Dragons show, Dragon Friends, it is back at the Comedy Store in November. I'm doing a couple of gigs at the Comedy Store as well. On Friday the 19th of November, I'm redoing my solo show. This is the one where I um, threatened to stab a bunch of people in the audience because I took too much protein powder. I mean, a pre-workout, you might remember. So you can come along and see that. Uh, we'd love to see some Freedom of Good Home fans there. We're also putting together a live Freedom of Good Home show at the Comedy oh, Store. Shit. That'll be happening in December. Yeah. Um, oh, but we Nice. Yeah, that'll be at the store. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I need to, I need to feel it. I, obviously, Ben and I need to work out some details about it. <laughs> it's happening. Um, yeah, all that's happening. Join the Discord. Join uh, the Facebook group. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. If you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. If you're not into yoga. If you have half a Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.